Gen Medicine Show. Thank you so much for showing up and being here. Remember, we're here to help people with regenerative medicine. And today we have a special guest. Today, this is Dr. Michael Gamba Corda, and he is the owner at mbstemcell.com. I am excited to have him here on the show. How are you, doctor? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Uh, again, thank you so much. And I'm just going to let you know just a little bit about um, Dr. Michael here, and we're going to be talking about stem cells and um, stem cell seminars that he does around the world. And today, um, he's been, I believe he's been in practice for over 15 years in the chiropractic industry. And I believe you're also an author of a book called Healthy Alternative, correct? Yes. And we, uh, we're working on our uh, new book right now, actually. We're almost done with it. When, when will that be? Uh, right now, uh, I've got my last two chapters waiting to come back from my editor, so it'll be in the next few months. We'll be releasing it. It'll be on Amazon as well. We'll be sure to let you know and follow up with you on that. Awesome stuff. And uh, again, thank you so much for being here. So everyone, um, here, here's the thing. Sharing is caring, like I always say. Remember this, everyone, that one video can change one person's life. And the, the beautiful thing about regenerative medicine is that it's changing people's lives right now. And regenerative medicine has been out between at least five to seven years. And I am seeing from people that I know personally, their lives that are being changed. And so we're going to have uh, Dr. Mike talk uh, right now out of, uh, he's actually out of, I believe, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, correct? Yeah, that's right. South Carolina. <laughs> All right. So again, we're going to be talking about regenerative medicine, uh, stem cells. And what I'd love to hear from you, doctor, is, First, let's talk about what is regenerative medicine, what is not regenerative medicine. Oh, all right. Um, just a, a simple classification. Usually, if there's some sort of damaged or deteriorated tissue, joint, bone, cartilage, or tissue that is not just, not just injured but damaged, that's something that you would want to consider using a regenerative medicine treatment on. So a lot of people want to use stem cells on certain things, and sometimes we we do the exam on them and we see that there's not a whole lot of deterioration somewhere and we might opt to do other treatments. So not, they may not need stem cells or, or tissue allografts or, or other products that are in the regenerative fields. They can get away with some other maybe simpler products. Okay. And would, what would you say the biggest, I, I, I've actually heard from a lot of people, they talk about surgery versus stem cell of course for me i don't really want to be cut up and be in pain i'd rather go for the stem cell but how would you uh yeah yeah i mean it's it's a very simple thing i think once we really get down to the root of it no 
patient really wants to have a surgery. But at some point, a surgery is sometimes necessary. So we do make that distinction very clear. And when I, when I do an assessment of a joint and I see that the actual cortical bone is damaged, the bone is actually deteriorated really badly. If, if I see it to that point, typically they're inevitably going to have a surgery, uh, like a hip replacement or a knee replacement. Uh, I really think that if we use our discretion in regenerative medicine and just treat those cases that are going to do very well, it will do, it, it'll go a lot further for us in the future. We don't want to take bad cases for regenerative medicine. And if they're just going to end up in surgery anyway, we need to either be very clear with the patient on their outcomes. You know, managing their expectations is very important. Um, you know, there's, there's some other issues that develop with that, but that's, that's pretty much the most part. Now, I know for regenerative medicine purposes or stem cells, I had a situation where I had a rotator tear in my shoulder and a labral tear. Of course, probably from picking up 3 million patients over the last, I guess it's been now 16, 17 years that I've been treating patients. Um, what happened was about for five years, I had a constant rotator injury and it was kind of hot and cold on and off. It would hurt. It would be all right. It would hurt. It'd be all right. And I just lived with it. And I was stubborn like most of us. I think I'm probably the worst patient on the planet. I didn't like needles. I don't like doctors. I didn't want to deal with anything. So I went uh, on a snowmobiling trip and I finished tearing the rest of the shoulder and I ripped the labrum. And then I was at the point where I, I couldn't move my arm to, to do anything. I, I couldn't pick up a glass of water. I was finding myself holding my arm on the steering wheel like this just to get home with my other arm. Yeah, so it was, it was really bad. And I knew that my Monday morning was going to go terrible if I didn't you know, do something. So that's kind of what got me into this field was I ended up mm -hmm. seeing a, a doctor uh, in another city from, from mine who they were just getting into this process. This was a couple years ago. So we were just getting into this stem cell and regenerative products. And I didn't have the ability in my life to have the downtime that a shoulder surgery would have, would have put me through um, for, for my practice, my family, my lifestyle. I mean, if there was any way for me to not have to do the downtime, I needed to do it. I had to explore it. So that's what brought me to there in the first place. And that's what I think uh, it resonates with a lot of people. They, they just say, hey, look, I, I don't want the downtime. You know, I, I also find a lot of our patients were unable to have a surgery. I mean, there are ma massive categories of, of patients that exist that are non-surgical. They're not surgical candidates. Either they're obese, they're too heavy, they, they have diabetes to the point where if potentially they had a surgery, they may not heal right. You know, diabetic patients, when they go under surgery, they have a risk of catching an infection much greater than a regular patient. So those people might not want to consider surgeries. Uh, people with COPD, people with, with breathing problems, a lot of our elderly, and, and I'm in a retirement city now, so, so I see a lot of older retired people, but you know, they're all, for the most part, active people. They just have a couple health issues that showed up that they didn't plan for. So if you've got, yeah, so if you've got oxygen or you have a hard time breathing, you can't have a surgery because you very well may be high risk for never waking up again. Wow, okay. Uh, yeah, so there's, there's this big conversation about surgery, but trying to avoid surgery isn't necessarily the big, the big process. There are so many cases. The elderly super, are super seniors. They just do not want to put up with the two years of rehab after a knee surgery, or they don't feel they're strong enough to handle the procedure. Um, if you're not a good candidate for surgery, this is a fantastic option for you to consider. And there's a lot of people out there that are just not a good candidate. What would you say to someone that is on the fence 
with stem cells because they're hearing a lot of fake news on the internet as we, you know you sure. and i know google's a beautiful thing you know yeah. we find things but at the same time we can find a lot of wrong information people hearing information yep. about stem cells being umbilical cords or stuff like that or right how, how would you well I'll, i mean i'll tell you this i had a i did consults all day and today i just finished one before you and i got on and i and i uh i had this 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 particular couple in here they were talking with me and they said um you know, they're either think they've, they've done their research. Now, let me tell you, these are consumers are very highly educated and they are very informed. So like you said, whether it was the Internet or they've attended 10 lectures across three states like this couple. Mm -hmm. And they're just not sure who they're going to who they're going to treat with. Okay. Um, they went to the the autologous guys who do the bone marrow. They do the the uh, right. Wharton's jelly guys. They, they've been to all of these places and they want to decide. So some people are on the fence of which provider they want to pick. And some people are on the fence of whether or not stem cells are going to be working for them. So when you say on the fence, there's a couple places that we have to meet them at. If they're on the fence of whether or not this works, it's a no questions asked answer. Very simple. As you know, I have hundreds of testimonials of patients who will tell you that it works. I personally will firsthand tell you that we know it works. And what I love to tell my patients is that some of these products, the ones particularly the protocols we follow and use, they always work. It works 100% of the time. For some people, it works phenomenally. Some people, it works a little bit, all right? But, but the benefit is that it always works. I see you. It's not going to hurt you. So that's, that's the answer for skepticism on that, those people that may be on the fence about it. So the only real question is, are they willing to spend the money it takes to get this procedure done? And if, and if that was the issue, then what if it were free? Would you do it? Exactly. Well, well, if the answer is yes, then there's your skepticism that's gone. Right. So it's, it, I had an air conditioner that blew out in my house last year, and it was like $7,000 to replace. But it's, it's the middle of July in Myrtle Beach. Take like, it. Take my money. <laughs> okay. Exactly. So – I didn't think twice about it. It was like, look, they wanted to offer me 60 months of no interest. I said, fine, take my credit card, take it all. You know, like I, we have to have it. So right. when you can't walk and your quality of life is gone and you've worked all your life and you're 65 years old and you finally get to this point where you've retired to Myrtle Beach and you're living the life of your dreams and you golf every day. And here now you can't walk from the, from the couch to the toilet. Yeah, you know, it's interesting you say that. It's funny. It's all about demand and need. And it's kind of like, you know, let's say I have, I have this bottle of water. A lot of us don't really like to drink water. But once we actually finally need it, we're willing to pay whatever it is. We all know this when right. we go to like the baseball games or paying $20 for a bottle That's of water. Right. You know? That's right. And we know it, especially in the middle it's of summer. Important at the time. Yeah. And so you're We start looking at ourselves as an, as an investment. I think that's when things start to change. I don't yeah. know what do you think about that. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. I mean, there's no question about that. This is an investment. Now, the benefit to some of these this treatment now, and this is two, 2020. We're at a point where regenerative medicine has it has created capitalism. It's got competition. Prices are driving down. We have laboratories that offer uh, tier pricing for providers. We now can buy products at cheaper, pro cheaper prices and pass on the savings to our patients. So at the end of the day, we, we can get these procedures done for way less than our air conditioner cost. And, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, for real. 
And it used to not be like that. It used to be so expensive and like outrageous. But now, you know, we'd rather see 100 patients than rather than 10. I want people getting better, you know? So what would so, it look like if, um, you know, let's say if I were to come to your office, how would that look like if I wanted to get, um, to get, you know, more, inf not information, but if I wanted to start the stem cell processing on my knee or my hip, how would that process look like in your office? Yeah, I mean, as, as far as someone like yourself, you're on the other side of the country right now. We have people that come in from all over the place. Now, yeah. I have, um, I have a, a patient coming in. I've never met this patient. So you're asking me what his process will be like. Okay. He's going to come from northern Canada. He's coming from a long ways away. And he's flying down to spend about four to five days with us. Um, the process like that is going to go from an indoctrinating, welcoming process. We have this person who's going to stay at a hotel across the street from our office. He's going to come to our office for a consultation. Uh, we're going to get his proper paperwork and go through all of his history and his medical history, review his medications. We'll find out what his, at this point, we've already actually got some of that collected from him. But for the most mm -hmm. part, uh, we'll do that before we go anywhere. We have to identify what his surgical past is like and what any of his allergies are like. You know, we have to know a lot about the case, just like any other medical procedure. We have to go through those procedures. Mm -hmm. On the very first day, we'll get a, a vital sign collection baseline on him, which is all of his uh, medical collection vitals, which would be some of the pulse ox, his breathing, respiration, his heart rate, um, his, his blood pressure, of course. We're, we're going to watch that process very carefully. Identifying mm -hmm. what kind of health candidate the person is Right. is important. Now, I don't know if they're going to be a good candidate for treatment until we've gone through a health history and a profile. We have to see what kind of health he's in. Someone that might have diabetes, but their A1C is like three. That means it's not terrible. It's, it's fairly controlled. Someone might have an A1C that's like nine, and, and we may have to like put them on a, a wait list and say, when you get that under control, we'll then consider this procedure. Uh, we don't want a really poor outcome on anybody. So we want to make sure that their health overall is good. Okay. Uh, in fact, we love to guarantee our patients at least a 50% improvement in their condition or we won't do it. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, so that means 50% on the pain scale and then also 50% improvements in ranges of motion as well when we measure those as we progress through care. So if someone's at 8 out of 10 in their knee, if they're not a 3 by the time we're done with them, we are not going to recommend you do it. Wow. So, so basically, you, what I'm hearing you say is you just don't accept anybody. You got to, you have to, Zero, to yeah, to yeah, see it, if you're even a candidate. Yeah, this is not this is not the time in this medical profession to take everybody. That's 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 why that's why there's a lot of internet skepticism or maybe talk. I don't think people have that type of discretion, and that makes it very hard to get past some of those places. So I just tell my patients, you know, not all doctors are the same, not all products are the same, not the same, and not all laboratories are the same, just like any other restaurant or plumber or accountant or, or lawyer. Exactly. Not everyone has the same level of, of discretion. Um, wow. and, that's, and that's very, very important for us because I love, and you had asked me earlier, you said, how did I have hundreds of people on video raving about their results? I said, well, you know, it's because I, I cheat. I don't take bad candidates. <laughs> okay, I love. It. So I have to pause you there, everyone. I just want to share this with you. When I was looking at uh, Dr. Michael's videos, I was amazed because I've interviewed many, many doctors and met, have met many doctors, and we 
we do a lot of marketing for doctors and we also just, um, we buy the products because we know these products work. But what was interesting was he's the only doctor that I've ever seen that from what I've only seen, I counted 165 testimonials, but he has a lot more. So I always tell doctors, make sure testimonials everyone. But let me tell you something, when you have a doctor like this, it's a very rare because these testimonials are not always easy to get. So check out his testimonials. And at the end of this video, you're gonna also see live testimonials of people that he's helped change their lives. Go for it. I was just, I get excited well, about you. the fun. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate I appreciate the plug. Uh, we do like we do have a lot of fun with it. And actually, you know, we we have some cases where we have a, a testimonial of them when they're coming to a lecture or come for a consult. And they say things like, I'm so miserable. I'll never make a video. I've seen all your videos or I've seen this and they go, I don't want to do it. But sure enough, they're the ones that are volunteering. They're like, listen. And then I have some guys that say, if this works for me, I'll be your poster child. You know, they give me that story. And I said, well, I will gladly have you be my poster child and I will take you up on that. As soon as you're feeling better, I want to sit you down and we're going to talk about how your results are going. And they'll tell us. And, and you know what? I keep all of them. I don't, I don't have just the best ones. I, I love the authenticity of it. I love having people just share their experience, not just, not just how awesome they feel, but just their experience in general. You know, their energies change. You can see from the beginning to the end. When you see some of these pre and post ones, they're really funny. No. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, it's interesting because it makes me, I'm kind of like that. Matter of fact, I went to a concert. Uh, I saw this artist named Toby Mack up in Portland and a few days ago, and I went to go see him. And then right before, you know, he shows up, they have this guy come out there and of course selling something. I knew it was right away. And the guy's talking about doing a dollar a day for a child. And automatically in my head, I'm like, whatever, it's probably some scam. And it's, we don't even know where the money's going. Yeah, we all think. Of course. yeah. And um, uh, here's the funny part. At the end of that guy talking, <laughs> I'm over here, got my credit card out. <laughs> and, I, and then I told my wife when I got home, I go, I want to get a hold of that program that we're helping out with. And I want to be promoting it on the show because oh. I want to help out more kids. So That's, now I'm just saying it's kind of like that. that it's contagious. Yeah. And, and if it if it works, you want to show you want to share it with someone, you know, like like my story. When I did this, I was. I was at the point where if this worked as, as good as it did, I have to do it. I'm obligated to do it. I, I mean, you, you don't understand it. I, I, if I couldn't move my shoulder, I had to have a shoulder surgery. I'm 42 years old. What, I have a career ahead of me. I wanted to see patients, man. I don't want to be lame or not be able to lift people up that can't move. I mean, I've been helping people for decades. I want to continue. And that's the point. You know, I didn't go to school because they thought it was going to be fun. I went to school because it's a great career, you know. So on that, so how long ago did you have this done on your shoulder? Uh, about a, a year and a half, almost two years, near, nearly there. Yeah. How long did it take for the healing process or did you notice? Oh man, like this is a firsthand story now. I'll, I'll tell you a lot of patients have different experiences, but, but mine was like, um, all right, I'll share it with you. This is how it went. I, I don't like to treat anything. So I'm remind you, I'm like a big baby with this. So okay. Dr. Dr. Furman works with me. He's our anesthesiologist. And my wife told me that I am, she's done listening to me whine. She's sick of watching me go to bed with ice packs and lay in a certain way and being a big baby. She said she made an appointment with Dr. Matt like the next day. It was like the next morning. I was like, all right, fine, I'm doing it. So she gets me in the room. I take my shirt off. I'm sitting there. And Matt says to me, he goes, yeah, listen, it's not going to bother me at all. I'm on the dull side of the needle. Like he's got all the corny medical jokes. Oh, yeah. So 
I'm, it's making it worse for me because now I'm getting anxiety. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not liking this. So he was going to inject the shoulder here like they typically would want to get inside the joint. I said, I, I can't have you do it here. I, can, I don't want to see it. <laughs> so so he, he had to go behind me and I had to look away and he did the back. So he injects here and uh, then inside the labrum, he went through the side of the shoulder as well. And that afternoon, I got to say, like three or four hours later, I kept doing this with my arm because I, I wasn't getting the jabbing pain. Like right away, I felt the filling pressure. I felt pressure, but I didn't have that sharp jabbing pain. And it was like immediately reduced. And it was odd. Now, I still had achiness and like a horrible neck pain. And so it was awful. It was just getting really bad. So that night, I went to bed and I was thinking, all right, this is maybe this is better. I don't know. Maybe it's my head. Maybe I'm just, you know, I don't know. The next day I woke up, I was in agony. I had like, yeah, I had like this throbbing, like something came alive in my shoulder. It felt like a pulse. Yeah. And I'm thinking, what did I do to myself? Why did I do this? I should have told him just to go to the front. <laughs> listen, listen, man. I shouldn't have been so hard on him. Like I should, yeah. So I'm thinking, oh my God, for the whole day, it was like ramping up pain and then settling off and ramping up and down. It was a good 24 hours of that. Monday morning, I woke up, that stopped. It, like, it felt like I had the flu in my shoulder. It was just aching. And what that was, was the immune response. That was my immune response to this cell tissue. I'm like, my gosh, my body was reading that there was a new injury. And it said, there's all these cells in my shoulder. Yeah. So it was like coming to the rescue and say, you got hurt. What happened? And I had been hurt for like five years. Like I'd been hurt. I'd been really hurt. And I'm just too old to heal it. That's what had happened. I just couldn't, I didn't have the, the energy to heal it like I used to. So then Monday morning though, I woke up and I had none of that ramping pain and probably I'd say about 50% better within that first week. I was, I was seeing patients Monday morning. I didn't have that whole lame arm thing. I was, I was moving cautiously. So the first month went by and it was about 50% better still. It wasn't like through the roof, but I was happy. I was like, well, this definitely got me to work. It got it's me through. Yeah. And then it was like, all right, I didn't make a mistake. It was, it was something. I said, well, if this is all it's going to do, at least I know it works. It's good. Now I didn't do anything else. Three months goes by. I'm like 80% better. Whoa. A whole year goes by. I'm like 100% better. Now, this is how much better it got. I'm like uh, in Myrtle Beach. We had hurricanes last fall. It was like this hurricane season. That was about a year after I did the procedure. Now, I tell the story because it was remarkable for me. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't take my elbow and throw it like a football or a baseball. That was probably a no-go for a long time. I, I was never going to do that. I had two young boys, and I wanted, you know, I'd play ball with them or horse around. And so I thought my shoulder was done. We had this hurricane and it just, just messed up the yard everywhere and I'm picking up things and I'm in the front yard picking up all the dog toys from this, this mess and I'm taking them, I'm throwing them over the roof of my house to the backyard. And I remember looking at the window and my wife was in her office and I was kind of doing one of those like, check that out. And I was gunning these tennis balls and ropes and stuff and I just kept gunning them. And after that time, I felt, I realized I was like, not only is it repaired, but I, but I had the confidence to use it. So then that whole next year, this past six, eight months, I've been skipping stones in the water, playing baseball. I was playing football with my kids just Sunday night. I mean, I'm very comfortable with it, you know, and like training with jujitsu with my kids, you know, I'm not freaking out if they put my arm in a position. I'm just, 
it's just it's completely different than where it was that's amazing so man. i would say i would say 12 months was my healing time yeah because i've heard from other people which yeah. everyone's processes differently i've heard yeah. people like hey the first uh two weeks or i, I mean it's a lot of our patients, a lot of our patients say the same report. They say within the first week, they, they're walking with no pain, but, but over the next few months, it really becomes, I think what it is, is, is the, the cellular allograft, the, the, the tissue allograft that are being put in, they're put in at such a young stage. And over time, the bones and the joints just wear it and they create collagen layers and the collagen is just thicker and thicker as it, as it matures. And what happens, it almost feels like an elastic. Yeah, it, it just yeah. thickens up the tissue. Yeah, it just thickens up the tissue over time. And, and that may take three months or so for the first layer to double, you know, for it how to actually it last. Like, I mean, I'm just thinking in my head, like, how long does that stem cell yeah. actually last? Yeah, I mean, see, the, <laughs> the funny part about that question, that's kind of a weird question because you're referring to it as if it were a drug. It, there we go. See. Yeah, it's, it's really not a drug. It's, it doesn't. It doesn't get metabolized. It doesn't wear out. I mean, I, ha I will have to hurt this again for it to fail. Mm -hmm. I'll have to like, and I'll, I'll test it. I'm going to be on snowmobiles again, which I think I did. That's when I tore up my, my labrum the first, the real bad time. I'm going to test it. I'm going to test it because I'm, I'm doing it like two weeks. So I'm going to check it out. But we will see how, how durable it really is. You know, I like to be active. I, I ski, I snowmobile. I, I like to do water sports with my kids or, or athletics. Um, so I'm, I'm not going to stop. So, right. and by the way, if it does hurt again, there's no question in my mind what I'm going to do to treat it right away. There's absolutely zero question. I will try it again if I have to. <laughs> okay. Well, that's, that's unbelievable. So you said, um, in front, back from the beginning, we were talking, you said that your new book is going to be out probably in the next few months, maybe. Oh yeah. 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 I'm, yeah, I'm working on this here. Um, I'll show you some of the, the workup I've got, um, Oh, it's, it's about it's about 18 chapters i'm working on it now it's going to be the last two chapters are coming back from my editor now and once they're done um i'm looking at working titles right now but they're anti-aging solutions uh longevity uh just solutions for our retirement people everybody who's at that age we've got chapters about all the good questions we get from people of, uh, regarding how to live healthier not just stem cells stem cells is about two chapters in there but from cosmetics and aesthetics, weight management, hormone balancing, uh, let's see, we've got brain health, gut health, uh, oh, wow. all, all these nice life hacks that we need to get out. And all of the information in there is backed by my medical research team. They put together a lot of research for me that is backing up all of our uh, information, including supplements and nutraceuticals, even marijuana chapters in here. I've got mm -hmm. CBD, and, CBD and cannabis chapters that yeah, are- everything. It, it, it's what a lot of my, you wait, you wait and see, but the, the goal is so someone like yourself can really utilize it. I'm going to have every chapter set into an ebook and I'm, I'm going to have a big book put out on Amazon, but each chapter will be able to be emailed to anyone anytime we need it. So I wow. get questions on this stuff all the time and I'm going to have every chapter separated so we can send it to them when they ask about it. And they're all going to have an audio file so you can have it read to you while you're in the car. University on wheels. That's the goal, though. I want, I want people to have the information. It's not, a, it's not about selling books on Amazon. It's about all these questions we get asked every day. 
I want the research on it. I want the actual information. I have, I have chapters on back surgery, chapters on knee surgery, chapters on hip surgery. People ask me, what are the risks? How long do they last? You know, and that's the risk that you're really taking. I mean, a hip surgery that was only going to give you 10 to 15 years, that's, the, that's, the, that's the, as good as a hip surgery is going to be. Well, if you're 51 years old, what, why are we going to do that now? What's your options? You know, a knee surgery, a knee surgery is going to fail after 10 to 12 years and only 38% of them are, are successful. So w what are we going to do about that? I mean, these are the risks. Now, surgeries do have their place. Remember, that's, this isn't about not doing surgery. This is about knowing what you're getting into. So this is the best country on the planet to have surgery. And are you kidding me? We, we have the best medical system in the world for surgery. We have the best doctors and the best training, the best facilities. But what we're asking people to do is to do that last. That's all. Just do everything you can out. first. Do everything you can first. It's not so risky. Is it going to be a whole, is the, the, the whole book is going to be where you can purchase the book and then also get the audio or you'll give it, you get a yeah. choice? The, yeah, the whole, the whole book will be online on, on Amazon. It'll be available on audio as well, the whole book. Uh, mm. but, but I will have off my website all the eBooks by chapter that I can then send or, or disseminate to everyone as needed. Because most, most people, the reason I designed it that way is because most people don't want to read the whole book. They, they just want to know, like, hey, man, what's the deal with this CBD? And I'll be like, well, listen, chapter 13 is all for you, you know? <laughs> well, hey, let me know when it's out. I'd love to have you on the show. And I'll get you a copy for sure. Yeah. That out there, period. Um, you got it. I, I love stuff like that, especially my wife. She, she keeps me in check, but... Awesome, man. Especially the, the whole fountain of youth. One more, I have one more question. Okay, go ahead. Uh, does stem cell work good for growing back hair? <laughs> I know that sounds funny. Well, I take mean, a look. I don't, I don't know. You're, you're, you're <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> I, no, um, I haven't used it for that at this point, but I, I would say um, I know that a lot of the PRP treatments that people are using for their scalp, uh, that just physiologically makes brilliant sense to me. Um, PRP is, is just really rich blood, very high quality concentrated blood. And when you do these small injections in the follicles, a lot of the times the, the follicles are just getting a lack of energy, a lack of, a lack of uh, rejuvenation. And that blood seems to do that. So people that do PRP in their scalp, they tend to find less follicle die off. That's what they're seeing on that. So that's part of the cosmetics chapter that you can look into. PRP is pretty uh, exciting. Yeah. Okay. okay. Awesome. Well, uh, again, I just want to say thank you so much. Um, Got it. it's been an honor to have you and everybody make sure you stay at the end because in the next minute or two, we're going to have live testimonials oh, cool. of people bragging about how their lives have changed. And remember sharing is caring. And um, again, thank you so much for being yes. here. And everyone, God bless you all. Thank you so and much, Mark. Appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Thomas Bast. I live in North Myrtle Beach. I've been there for five years, originally from uh, Virginia. I worked for the railroad for 39 years. And when I retired five years ago, I moved to North Myrtle Beach. I started looking at alternatives uh, to replacement. Uh, I've been having trouble with my knees for quite some time and when I retired I started looking at different options. Uh, looked at replacement and uh, uh, just looked at different different options and um, 
stem cell therapy came up and I did a lot of research. I went to a couple seminars and uh, really liked the, the testimonials that I had heard and the different people. And uh, with the, no downtime, I thought it would be a good option for me and it, it really has. Uh, uh, I did it, um, I think it's been a couple months ago that I did both my knees and uh, we did a consultation a couple weeks ago. There's been a lot of improvement in both of my knees um, and I'm thrilled. Uh, I can walk uh, without pain now. I can do the things. Um, I'm 6'3", 300 pounds, so a lot of things I can't do uh, because of that. I'm not going to stuff the basketball anymore but I can do regular things like playing with my grandkids and, um, uh, and walking without pain, which means more to me than anything. It was very good. I, everything was explained in detail to me. Uh, I had a few questions and they were answered. Uh, and, and the day of procedure, uh, the doctor explained exactly what he was doing and why he was doing it. And it was, it was actually very, very quick. It wasn't a time-consuming thing, but uh, I, I didn't. I, I never had any questions when I, I left. Here. Everything was answered, and the whole process from beginning to end has been very rewarding for me. I would just say that the, explore this option. Um, surgery to me is always the last option because there's just uh, there's never a. Uh, you have to recover this here. And I can, I can, my testimony is on my knees. It worked. And I'm very happy with it. And I'm, I'm doing my feet. I have neuropathy in my feet. And I'm going to have that done. Um, and I would just suggest to anybody, if you're looking at pain in your body, in any kind of joint, to uh, do your research. And uh, this is an option that I would take over surgery any day. Okay, my name is Joanne Fair. I'm originally from West Virginia, transplanted to Pennsylvania and now living down here in Myrtle Beach. Uh, stem cell therapy has been remarkable. It's only been one month and this weekend I actually walked up a flight of steps for the first time in four years. My knees started acting up around 10 years ago. I tore the meniscus in both knees. I had the cleanup surgery. And then a couple years later, I started going in for the shots, cortisone and gel. The cortisone and gel shots worked for a while. Finally, it was every three months, and they told me that I needed to have two complete knee transplants. I chose not to have knee transplants as soon as I heard of the stem cell therapy. I was reading about it online and just checking out to see, you know, what was going on with it, what the results had been, and I'm thrilled with it right now. I actually took my dogs out for a walk for the first time in three years. So it's really working for me. The team was fantastic. It was over quite quickly. I was expecting it to take a little bit longer and it didn't. It did not hurt as much as getting the injections of gel. Well, I'm able to go out for a walk now. I don't have those stabbing pains 
that I was having every time I would take a step. I don't have all the clicking that I was having. And I still have a couple months before I even see, you know, a lot of progress. So I'm very thrilled with it. Try it before you go to invasive surgery. It doesn't hurt to try something first.